Greetings from high atop the broadcast headquarters of the Nipty Practice Tips. Today we're going to be discussing the fellow officer rule and the hearing requirements that go with it. When a defendant is seized by a law enforcement officer who is acting on the directions from another law enforcement officer contained in a radio transmission or some other form of communication, the fellow officer rule is at work. As written numerous times by the Court of Appeals, A police officer is entitled to act on the strength of a radio bulletin or some other form of communication from a fellow officer and to assume its reliability. The practical application of this rule is that a law enforcement officer may transmit information to another law enforcement officer, which will result in the receiving officer taking a suspect into custody or conducting a stop and frisk or some other form of intrusion upon the person's freedom of movement. The sending officer is not required at the time of the transmission to communicate to the receiving officer how the sending officer learned of the information that justifies this seizure or intrusion. It is at a suppression hearing where the seizure of the defendant is challenged that the people are required to present evidence identifying the informant or the person who supplied the information to the police from whom the sending officer received his or her information, if it is not something the officer, him or herself, observed, as well as evidence of the informant's basis of knowledge and the reliability of that informant. This is usually the first part of a two-part requirement at such a hearing. The second part requires evidence to establish that the officer who sees the defendant also had a specific enough description to justify that level of intrusion exercised by that officer. In preparing for such a suppression hearing, you must deal with the following issues. Can you establish the identity of the informant? Can you establish the informant's basis of knowledge? Can you establish his or her reliability? Can you establish the content of the communication between the sending and receiving officers? Was the information, description, possessed by the receiving or seizing officer legally sufficient to justify the seizure of the defendant? And do you have the correct witnesses to assure all the required evidence is on the record of that hearing? While the fellow officer rule allows for the officer who took the defendant into custody to follow the directions given by the sending officer without actually knowing the source of the officer's information, nor the reliability of that informant, nor if the information possessed by the sender was sufficient to establish the probable cause or reasonable suspicion required for the seizure. The fellow officer rule does not apply to the description the receiving officer had or did not have, which justified that officer seizing the defendant. There is no attributing details of the description which the sending officer may have had but did not transmit to the receiving officer. The fellow officer rule is limited to attributing the information of the criminal event the officer had received from the informant, the informant's basis of knowledge, and his or her reliability, but it does not include the suspect's description, which is known but not transmitted to the receiving officer. For example, 
Let us say the victim of a gunpoint robbery flags down a police car right after the robbery and describes the robber as a light-skinned, bald male, about 20 years old, very thin, about six feet tall, wearing a green t-shirt and dark pants, running north on the Grand Concourse from 163rd Street in the Bronx. The officer to whom the victim reported becomes the sender or sending officer when he or she puts out a call of an immediate past gunpoint robbery. But the description that's put out is only that of a light-skinned male. Now, any law enforcement officer who heard this call would possess probable cause to believe there was a gunpoint robbery, even though he or she had not spoken to the victim due to the fellow officer rule. However, that receiving officer would not have a sufficient enough description to take just any light-skinned male into custody even though the sending officer had been given a much more detailed description by the victim informant. While the fellow officer rule attributes the knowledge of probable cause or reasonable suspicion to the receiving officer from the sending officer, it does not attribute a description that was not given to the receiving officer. Also, there is no fellow officer rule equivalent that applies to the civilian police officer conversation. This means that only the information actually supplied by the informant to the police is considered in determining the legality of the police conduct. If a civilian had more information but did not tell it to the police, it cannot be raised at the hearing and attributed to the police. In order to be thoroughly prepared to litigate the fellow officer rule issues at any hearing, it's very important that you also review the memo on informants. Our next broadcast, we expect, will in fact address the area of informants. Citations for the cases mentioned and more case examples, as well as a more thorough discussion of the issues addressed here, please be sure to see the fellow officer rule memo. Our thanks, as always, to our producer, Jonathan Crispy Jalupo Crespino. Good luck and stay ready, my friends.